0: The number one mind in network marketing, the MLM Profit, Network Marketing Virtual Mentor, and a host of other names that we will not mention because this is a family show. Frankly, he's just a small-town guy that figured out that the real product in network marketing is people. Dale Calvert.
1: Hey, this is Dale Calvert. Thanks for being here. I'd like to welcome you to this session of the MLMSuccess.com podcast. I appreciate you being here. The title of this week's session is Yes. Care enough about prospects in your team to smack them with a two by four and throw their job under the bus. What the heck kind of title is that? <laughs> That's what I would be thinking. Uh, I've had enough correspondence with people over the last couple of years on this topic that I felt like I needed to make, uh, do a session, do a podcast share some thoughts, uh, try to, in my opinion, share some sanity. Uh, so I'll get into the latest, the latest email that I received from Anne Marie. I'll read this to you and then we'll talk about it. And hopefully when this comes up in the future, I'll have a reference point. If you have people on your team that ask you about this idea concept you'll have a reference point as well and that's what we're trying to do here share success stories share wisdom of the ages principles concepts ideas uh, based upon the thought leaders that were here before most of us so the email i received today was Dale? I recently heard a respected network marketing trainer say we should refrain from making fun of people's jobs and using phrases like JOB, just over broke, because we end up offending people that love their job and are thankful to have one. I have heard you use the JOB statement many times. Do you think that it is better in today's world to stop using such derogatory terms? I understand what he's saying, but personally, I have mixed feelings about this. So that was the email. And I'm just going to just share some thoughts, guys. Um, First of all, never under any circumstances would I suggest that anybody make fun of anybody's job. Uh, I appreciate the people that are out there in the marketplace working instead of laying on the couch expecting assistance from uh, the government or whoever. I appreciate those that are making an effort. So, Anne Marie, I sincerely thank you for your question. But I got to say that it's this type of philosophy that has absolutely no basis in reality that I just don't understand. I I personally feel that it's very unresponsible. It's a very unresponsible statement and quite frankly would make me question anything else this person person says. I I would have to take into question anything. And understand, this is not me disagreeing. It, It has nothing to do with that don't know who said it don't want to know who said it but it's not about me disagreeing it's about under not understanding the facts surrounding real world stats and again I have no idea who the and I'm making air quotes here well respected network marketing trainer air quote is and I don't want to know and I 100% disagree and I'm going to share with you why and and again I I think if any of us just stop, take a breath, and usually if we just go with our natural instinct, we're normally right, but it really sounds to me like they're just kind of stuck in their own personal bias and have really no understanding of the real world marketplace. Most people get up, go to work, come home, watch the TV, or play a few video games, or surf around on social media, or watch a couple YouTube videos, and they go to bed, and then they get up and do the same thing over and over again. If they have kids, of course, they got to get them to extracurricular activities, get them fed, get their homework done, and then go to bed, and then they do it all over again. You know, we live in a society where if I say hump day, everybody knows I'm talking about Wednesday. If I, if I say I'm a member of the thank God it's Friday club, we all know what that I'm talking about. It's like finally the work week's over and I have the weekend for myself. You know, most people endure their job because that's what most people do. Let me say that again. Most people endure their job because that's what everybody else around them is doing. That's what people do. And I sincerely believe, always have, it's the responsibility of leadership not to make friends, but to share with people uh, different, more productive ways to look at life's situations. What happened to me, uh, you know, I I will never forget the day the guy asked me, Dale, where are you gonna be in five years? If you keep doing what you're doing today. And then he said, look at the people above you. Do they have what you want in life? And I thought, my goodness. I looked at the people above me. uh, Absolutely not. And see, at this point in time, I had worked really hard, dedicated, focused myself at my job. Got two quick promotions. And then I ended up at a level which, if I recall, it was level 16 or 17 at IBM, where basically you have 70% of that particular plant were at 17 level jobs. It might have been a 16. I don't really remember. I think you were hired in at 14 and then you, from 14, you went to 15, 15, you went to 16 or 17. I don't remember, but the bottom line was 70% of the population of that plant we're at that level job, so I, I'm I'm wait for somebody to retire or die before I have an opportunity to move up. And when I do have that opportunity, I'm competing with seventy percent of the people in that facility. So. When somebody asked me, Dale, where are you going to be in five years if you continue doing what you're doing right now? It freaked me out because even if I got promoted again and again and even again, there was nobody in that plant. The the, the plant manager didn't have what I was looking for. Uh, The last thing in the world I realized that I wanted to do was get up and go to work, building somebody else's dream. and I mean, I I just knew that. It was something inside me. I had to do something else. I'm what many of you have heard is psychologically unemployable. So that question kind of jarred me. It kind of woke me up. It kind of made me think. It jarred me. It woke me up. It made me think. And over the years, you know, uh, people have, have 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 accused me of having a two-by-four. Uh, and I'm not sure when or how all that originated. But as Jim Rohn said, you have to love people enough to tell them what they need to hear, not what they want to hear. And I don't care if they're working a job and... You know, if you have to smack them with a two by four figuratively, you know, to get their attention, most people were in such a habitual thought patterns, habitual thought patterns that we have to really be uh, jarred, shook up a little bit to interrupt our patterns and actually think, actually put thought behind uh, what we're doing on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. And that's what happened to me. I respect the, the guy that, that asked me those questions. And I, I don't even remember his name, but I appreciate him. I appreciate the fact that he did make me stop and think. And I've always believed that that's what is the responsibility of leadership to, to make people stop and think for themselves. And, you know, two by four or not. Uh, people made me custom made, a lot of woodworkers we had in our organizations have made me custom two by fours, uh, as given to me as gifts. And if I, I've got an old picture of that, if I can find it, I'll share it with you on this particular podcast. But see, here's the reality guys. And this was a a recent Gallup poll and I'll try to put the link to the poll, uh, in the show notes. Which will be, uh, if you're on iTunes, you just scroll down or or look at the description. They'll be there. Uh, according to a recent Gallup poll, 85% of the people in the world surveyed, 85% hate their job and they use the word hate. Uh, so when you stop and think about that, should you, should you, put together a presentation or you don't throw people's jobs under the bus because 15% love their job? I mean, really, stop, think about that. 15% of the population, many of you are blessed to have a job that you just love. Uh, some of you are teachers. Some of you work in daycare centers. Some of you work in ministry. Some of you uh, drive trucks. And some people just love their job. Some people work in retail and love it. And if you're one of those people that loves your job, that's awesome. That's awesome. So when when I talk about, um, you know, for most people, job means J-O-B, just over broke. Most people can relate to that even if they do love their job. And I know 85% can really, really connect with that. So... If we stop and just take a breath and think about it, the truth is the 15% that are probably listening to this podcast that love their job and the 15% in the world that love their job, could most of these people benefit from a side income or a secondary income? Oh, absolutely. 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 Most people could benefit greatly. It could help them get out of debt quicker or get their home paid off or create a college fund for their children. There's multiple reasons why people get involved with this business model. So, to make a blanket statement that if you're, t- if you're using J-O-B or whatever she said here, people talk about, you shouldn't talk about this, you shouldn't talk about that because you might offend somebody. I understand we live in a very politically correct society, but that doesn't make it right. That doesn't mean that you, you, you can't say anything to anybody because they might take it out of context. Or, I've always said, look, if the shoe fits, wear it. If the shoe fits, wear it. Uh, you know, we can go back and we can look at some of the great, great people, great thought leaders in history, like Henry David Thoreau said, the masses of men live lives, lead lives of quiet desperation. What is called resignation is confirmed desperation. That's from Henry David Thoreau. So what does resignation mean? It means, okay, I'm at this job. I'm going to be here the rest of my life. There's nothing I can really do about it. And I remember when I was at IBM, I would talk to people that had been there four, five, six years. And I would ask them, I'd say, you know, this was before I ever got involved in network marketing. I'm just curious, why are you here? You can't stand it. You're griping and complaining about it all the time. Why are you here? And to the person, they would say, oh, Dale, I'm not going to stay here. One day me and my dad are going to start a cattle farm. Uh, one day I, I'm going to buy a small business. One day I'm going to start a restaurant. One day my wife and I are going to do this. One day. And, and I heard the one day stories continuously. And then I asked people that have been there 20 years, you know, why you don't like this? You, you act like you're miserable every day. Why are you still here? And they would look at me and they get this this voice and they would say, "Because I only got ten more years to retirement." And the reality is, what is the lifespan after retirement? I think it's like something like five years. You can do the research. I have on this, but it's ridiculously low. You know, most of the heart attacks that happen. And the world happened on Monday mornings. It, and and look, I've had a couple of heart attacks, so I'm not making light of this or or trying to offend anybody here. But, you know, most happened on Monday morning. What is that? that you know what that t- told me the first time I saw it? People would rather die than go to work. So it just kind of is what it is. You know, Benjamin Franklin said most men die at age 25, but they're not buried to age 65. What does that mean? When we're young, we have a lot of dreams and ambitions and goals, and then we enter the real world, and it just knocks the fire out of us. Most men die at age 25. They're not buried to age 65. Helen Keller said, Hell starts when the person you are meets the person you could could have become. And, and, and there's not a day that goes by for me personally that I just don't stop and think, Dale, what would have happened if you had not found or the network marketing business model had not found you? And we live in a world where people are extremely uh, frustrated with their jobs. As the Gallup post says, you know and when when you really start when you read the, the the questions in the poll, it's not really most people say it's not that they hate their job as much as they hate their hate, hate their boss. Well what does that really mean? When we look behind the curtain, why do people hate their boss? is this this uh, article says? I believe it's a concept. Uh, Rucker, I think was the author of the book. And it was called the Peter Principle. And if you're not familiar with the Peter Principle, it's worth understanding. And the Peter Principle is people are promoted in corp. It was talking to corporate America at the time when this book was, Robert Ringer, I think, was the author. And people are promoted to their highest level of incompetence. Think about that. They get promoted. They get promoted again. They get promoted again. I can tell you in the corporate world, you know, when I was, I used to get the clip notes from the top business books every single month, and I would read them, and that's where I first heard about this concept, this idea, and I was looking at the managers at IBM, and there was two types. There was a the type that are on the upward path, and then there were top, there were managers that had been managers for 25 years why did they top out at 25 because people get promoted to their highest level of incompetence if you're competent you move forward if you're competent you move forward if you're competent you move forward if you're uncompetent, you stay where you are and most people um that were managers, that was their ultimate dream, go, desire, was to become a manager. And once they got there, they did not think beyond that. It's interesting, guys. It's just interesting when we stop and think about it. And I think about this, I never have, but I started thinking about this with network marketing. Because in my opinion, the Peter Principle is alive, alive and well in the network marketing profession. You know, people get to a certain level and then they have trouble getting beyond that. And why is that? There's reasons for that. Sometimes it's because, you know, their reality has already surpassed their expectations. But most of the time in network marketing, many of you have heard me say this a thousand times. Most of the people that get to six figures are out of the profession within five years. And that should be horrifying to the entire industry. They get to Six figures, full-time income for most people, and then they're gone. Why? Because it was such a grind to get there. Because they get, they got there by constantly trying to keep people motivated, inspired, and working. And it just gets tiring after a while. It gets real tiring for people. And the thought of if, if I've got to work this hard to double my income is just too much to even think about. And, and once you get there and you realize it's not what you thought it was going to be, you really have a babysitting service more than you have a business. And, and once you really realize what you've created, it's like, I don't want to live the rest of my life this way. And see, I was fortunate because I, I saw this through listening to audios and listen of, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people. And I realized what kind of business I wanted. What kind of, uh, and, and I didn't want to, ha- I knew exactly what I wanted. And and that's so I knew how we had to do it. And it couldn't be built upon me. You know, you give me a call and I'll close your people for you. And all the stuff that we hear constantly uh, talked about in this profession, which just absolutely makes no sense. It makes no sense at all. So, uh, Business Insider, had an article just talking about jobs and, you know, jobs overall, there's, in my opinion, there's a trend away from jobs and everybody's trying to become an entrepreneur and everybody thinks that they can become an entrepreneur with the skill sets and mindsets. You know, they've been in the job market maybe for 5, 10, 20, 15, 30, 42 years, and they think they can take the skill sets and mindsets that they that were created in the habits in the job market and instantly Uh, become an entrepreneur, and it's not going to happen. There's new skill sets and mindsets that must be developed, especially within the network marketing profession. But anyway, Business Insider said, you know, more than uh, 40% of American workforce or 60 million people will be freelancers, contractors, and temporary workers, direct salespeople, and network marketers. They didn't say that, but I'm adding that because that's the same category freelancers 40% of the workforce will be freelancers 60 million people according to a study conducted by Intuit the software company by 2020 40% and and people are saying don't talk bad about people's jobs don't use the acronym job because you might offend somebody i mean we come on wake up wake we got to get down to where the rubber hits the road You know, Forbes had an article, uh, it was in October 2016, it said a large-scale survey of the freelance economy shows that the number of freelance workers is growing quickly, with the number of U.S. freelancers hitting 55 million this year, again, this was in 2016, up from 53 million in 2014 and 53.7 million last year. And at the time this article was written, it said freelancers make up 35% of the U.S. workforce. And the article we talked about earlier from the Intuit study said that by 2020, it'll be 40%. You know, there's people that still hold formal education as the answer. It's mostly academics, uh, and politicians. Uh, but there's people that, uh, who are trying to appeal to the baby boomers. Uh, but they still hold formal education as the answer. And quite frankly, there's a lot of academics and people that really have, have bought this philosophy, hook, line, and sinker that don't like business and they're intimidated by entrepreneurs. Bottom line. Don't like business and they're intimidated by entrepreneurs. And the truth has been, It, it's always been extremely obvious to many of us. Uh, but it's becoming more and more obvious to the mass, masses, especially the millennials that, as Jim Rohn said, it, formal education will make you a living. If you become self-educated, you can create a fortune. You know, I'm, I'm fascinated here recently, depending on when you're listening to this, but it wasn't that long ago where people are protesting. Uh, uh, fast food workers are protesting because they want an increase in minimum wage to X number of dollars per hour. And it's like, don't they realize that their job is going to be totally eliminated by robots in the very near future? It's coming here quicker than people can even imagine. Don't they understand that? And, and again, I'm not trying to, I'm just trying to help people stop, take a breath, wake up, look at what's going on around you. Uh, We assume too much. We have a lot of people that suffer from entitlement uh, for multiple reasons, but to their own self be true and, and don't, and, and, and open up your mind and heart and look at what's going on around you. You know, I was, uh, driving down the interstate today don and i got out it was a beautiful day we put the top down and driving you know we went went and and got us some some uh steaks to grill out tonight first time this spring and coming down the interstate and i noticed a sign that says uh for the, the truck drivers a lot of the trucks will have signs where they're trying to hire other truck drivers. You've probably seen it on the back of trucks. You know, say now hiring our drivers wanted or something like that is pretty common because, you know, that's a field that up until this point in time in history, there's been a, a major need. And what truck driving companies probably understand, maybe they do, maybe they don't, and what truck truck drivers Probably understand, maybe they knew, maybe they do, maybe they don't, is that in a relatively short period of time, most of the trucks on the highway are not going to have drivers. They're going to be, they're going to be driven, uh, self-driving trucks. Satellites are going to get them from destination to destination. I mean, there's already, uh, I think a company in Phoenix that is already test driving this trucks, loads of taking loads from Phoenix to uh, I think Tucson or something. I don't remember the exact article, but there's a lot of jobs that are absolutely going to be eliminated. And the truth is, uh, Again, formal education will make you a living. If you become self-educated, you can create a fortune. And if you become self-educated and you learn the skill sets and mindsets necessary for success in this profession, uh, you can create generational wealth. Uh, and there's going to be, I believe, the, the people that feel like college is a necessity. It's, it's changing already and it's going to change even more because uh, just the awareness of what entrepreneurs can accomplish in a free enterprise system. You know, the, the economist a couple years ago said that the U.S. student loan debt, the debt for student loans in the U.S. exceeds $1.3 trillion, with over 7 million debtors in default. In default. In 2014 so that's how long ago this was this was quite a couple years ago I said there was approximately 1.3 trillion of outstanding student loan debt in the US that affected 44 million borrowers borrowers, who had an average outstanding loan of over $37,000 you know and some of you I know listening have student loan debt and it's a burden and why take that on Why take that on? Because according to Pew Research Center, they found that the income gap between high school and college graduates is around $17,500 annually. So if I go to school and amass a major amount of debt and I get a job in the workforce, if it's not a specialized you know, if it's specialized, it's going to take more than four years, obviously. But I'm going to come out of college and I'm going to make about 17500 more than people that spent four years in college with formal education. And again, I'm not against it. I'm not. But from an economic standpoint, I think a lot of people do not look at the numbers. I mean, you can make seventeen five a year selling hammers part-time, on uh, you know on Saturdays at the flea market if the flea market's big enough. So we just live you know again as I started this podcast, I said the thing that bothers me is is the number of irresponsible irresponsible statements that are made from stage or made on podcast are and I invite people call me out on anything anytime that I say because I the last thing I want to do, is to share something that sets up the wrong thought process for anybody. Now I can't control your thoughts and there'll be people that will be mad at me because, you know, they, for whatever reason, you know, I'm talking bad about college professors, you know, whatever they want to pull out of the air. And I don't respond to that kind of stuff, but, but if people really have true concerns, I, I welcome those. I welcome those. And I'm just going to wrap it up. Um, uh, Anne Marie, I appreciate your question, and I just want to wrap it up with this whole thought process as it relates to the network marketing business model. You know, I've said a thousand times, Who are you listening to? Why? And I understand that, you know, I, I get it, but I don't agree with it. And, and it's like we've made our own bed, you know, we, 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 we brought this on ourselves. Uh, there was a time when the network marketing business model was really focused on building people and, and build people, people build the business. And it was a personal development program with a compensation plan attached. And then we got away from our core fundamentals. The internet had a big part of that, but we were getting away from it before then. You know, people want to blame the Internet. I love the Internet. It's not the Internet's problem. It's the profession's problem because we, we got, a, as a profession, we got away from our core fundamentals. And, and when you do that, it's there's going to always be unintended consequences. No question about it. Uh, you know, Albert Einstein said, the world will not be destroyed by those who do evil, but those who watch them without doing anything. Uh, what's that quote about, you know, evil, evil takes over when good men do nothing. And, and I'm not, you know, I'm not saying, I'm not talking about evil and say, well, Dale, you're taking this a little far. No, I'm not. I'm saying that an industry that changed my life, changed my life, put me on a totally different track has gotten away from its fundamental roots that because when the internet took over, People started listening to the hype, and, you know, examples I've given thousands of times, so I'm not going to give them here. You can read www.7-lies.com, that's books available there, and I went through all this, and I'm probably going to update that soon. Uh, But just let me give you some examples of what I've personally seen, and I could give you a lot more than this. But there was a time when everybody jumped on, you have to buy leads bandwagon. You know, the first company was called ProStep. And it's like, you know, don't learn how to create your own leads. Don't learn how to master lead generation. Just buy our leads. They're waiting to join you. They want to hear from you, blah, 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 blah. Uh, how many times have you heen- have you seen, heard that? Some of you have been around as long as I have. It's too many times to count. We all know. I've never met one person ever in the history of being involved in this profession over 35 years that said, you know, I built my team from the leads I was buying and calling. Not one, not one ever. And there've been some good programs. I think ProStep was really good, especially in the beginning. But and, And there is a time and place to buy leads. There is. But not when you're trying to get your business launched. There's a time and place for everything in this profession, but newbies get sucked into you know the foo foo dust and it's 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 really left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouth for good reason and there's a lot of people that bought the lies of wrong people who will never return to this industry that could have been the next generation of leadership within this industry. And then we went from buy leads. You have to have genealogy leads, genealogy leads. And I've done a whole podcast on this here. You can find it at com here. So I'm not going to go through that. And then, of course, the thing that really, uh, you know, you got to have a blog. You know, if you're a professional network marker and you want to be perceived as a professional network marker, then you must have a blog. And the people that were, were spewing that were people that just wanted to make a commission on whatever blog affiliate program they were pitching you. And then, you know, you hear a lot of corporate people buy in now as a VIP founder. Uh, okay. And, and, and they realize that people want titles. You know, they don't. A lot of times, people are just trying to. They just want to be a title. They want to be an MVP, and they're willing to pay to have a title. And then, of course, now we're hearing a lot, and we've heard a lot over the last couple of years. And this is going to die as well. Uh, and we because it's already died. Uh, you know, you need to brand yourself as a consultant, coach, etc. On YouTube and social media, brand yourself as something you're not is what honest people hear. Brand yourself as a consultant or coach, a network marketing consultant, coach, home business expert, even though you haven't done diddly. And the rest of the world looks at all this and thinks, my gosh, these people are just absolutely nuts. With good reason. Look at the number of abandoned YouTube accounts by people that bought into the wrong philosophy. And see, I really don't blame people. I, I really don't I blame the profession as a whole for allowing this type of crap to exist. That's that's really where I where I believe, what I believe is you know, it's just it's just gotten beyond out of hand. And if we would could stop as a profession and stop as an individual and just say, you know what, I'm gonna put the oxygen mask on myself first. I'm going to do something, then I'll talk about it, and it would change everything. So, just wrapping this up, uh, I sincerely don't know why some people find it offensive or not prudent to use an acronym. JLB stands for just over broke. I, I, I have no idea based upon the reality of the world that we live in where 85% of the population according to the Gallup poll don't like their job and it's not that they don't like it they actually say they hate it according to this article so that's the world we live in uh, it's the world we've lived in it, it's it's the reality most people would rather be free they'd rather be free and uh so just a couple more thoughts as, as again, as we wrap this up, I think as a profession, we, we just really understand that the more, uh, people there, there, the more people, uh, ignore wisdom of the ages facts and team building systems that contradict what they've been taught by gurus the more they give up their control and ultimately become easy targets to be taken advantage of and again a, a, a lot of what we see is people just simply bought the wrong philosophy that's a bottom line so the more people the more people there are who ignore wisdom, ignore wisdom of the ages facts and team building systems You know, that contradict what they've been taught by guru, the more they give up their control and ultimately become easy targets to be taken advantage of. I mean, I had an article, it's still on MLMhelp.com and it, and there's a video on YouTube. And if you just look up blogging hoax, uh, you can find it on YouTube. And the, and, and it was a post on Facebook one time and it was like, the, 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 the comments that were coming from people, uh, that were offended by that. It was just beyond obvious what was going on because they had been taught by a guru that if you're going to be a MOM professional, then you must have a blog. And they ignored common sense and they drank the Kool-Aid. And when you do that, when you don't look behind the curtain, when you don't ask, who is this person? Why should I be listening to them? You, you ultimately open yourself up to a, a different type of control and become easy targets to be taken advantage of. And there's a widespread tendency for people, for people to ignore any facts, any wisdom that is contrary To what they were taught. Okay. And and we're talking about the network marketing business model. But but this is in politics. It's in religion. It's in education. It's in everything. So there's a huge widespread tendency for us as human beings to ignore the facts when they're contrary to what we've been taught. So it's like if we think it, then it's for real. And it doesn't matter how many contract con, contradicting facts there are to back up the other side. Very few people have the ability to look at the yin and yang of a situation, to look at both sides of, of of a situation. And it's like I can talk to some people and I can say, you, you, you listen to a lot of XYZ, whoever it was, name the guru. I, I, I know we have the, we have the fake it to the make it social media be an icon be a guru before you've done squat people we've got the let's all hold hands and sing kumbaya people uh i mean i can tell going back to i can go way back and and i know where they came from what, what the the philosophy that they bought so just being aware of this is so important it's so so important uh, it's you know this whole concept of being able to manipulate people and take advantage of people it's what a lot of social scientists they call it uh conform conformation conformation com, excuse me confirmation bias is what it's called confirmation bias and it's repeatedly found to be rampant all over the world throughout society and in mom it's causing distributors in all companies to be easy manipulated easily manipulated not by corporate necessarily but by uh, more more so probably by network marketing teachers trainers gurus that and and sure sometimes corporately and and again I'm not I'm I'm not uh, there's 90% of the people in this profession are good, honest, hardworking people that really will do anything to help anybody. They are. And I'm not saying that attitude is necessarily right either. But in a business model that's already really misunderstood by the masses, by the market, and were blatant lies, which pump up the agendas of the good old boys and girls generic training seminar groups, uh, and none of it's ever exposed or even questioned. You know that that, that and and again we saw this in the affiliate marketing. We still see this in the affiliate marketing. I'm going to promote your your new course. You promote my new course. I'm going to promote your new course, and everybody's promoting each other's course to pad their pocket. And nobody's even really stopping and thinking about is this really a value to the people that we're supposed to be serving? And now you've seen this this has been going on in the internet marketing world for years, and now we're starting to see it in the network marketing world. And the reality is if a thousand people say a stupid thing, it's still a stupid stupid thing. So what has happened over time? Misinformation is spread. And it ends up being, the lies end up being spread by people who are more concerned about affiliate commissions and ultimately what this does. I mean, there's so many newbies that bought into this blogging platform or this platform or that platform, never done anything. They're trying to position themselves as a network and they're promoting XYZ, whatever, like crazy. So for affiliate commissions and in the process, they allow a few psychopaths to almost always succeed at enslaving the minds of the masses to believe what the top income earners and various companies want distributors around the world to believe. No matter how false it, it might, it might actually be. Allowing them to continue to sell whatever they want to sell them. It's just fascinating to me. It's fascinating. Honestly, it's disturbing, and I keep trying to tell myself it's fascinating because I'm trying to reprogram my own brain cell patterns about this. Uh, But I'm going to end this. And again, we just pulled one ridiculous statement from whoever said it, I don't know and but I wanted to kind of expand beyond that and let people kind of see really what's going on behind the scenes and I'm going to share share with you the most famous quote my favorite quote that I've heard in the last couple of years and we're going to end it up, you're going to hear me say this a lot more uh, Bernita um uh, Vernita had originally shared this with me it's from uh from tate and she said don't resell the lies you bought obliviate them so no one else gets a hold of them unlearn them re-educate yourself then teach what is true that's sincerely my hope that's why i do what i do Let me just say it one more time. Don't resell the lies you bought. Obliviate them so no one else gets a hold of them and unlearn them and re-educate yourself. Then teach what is true. You guys have a great week.
0: If you haven't gone over to iTunes yet and rated and left this podcast a review, what are you waiting for? At Calvert Marketing Group, we want to spend our time on the projects that we know are providing the most value for our clients and customers. You leaving us a review and feedback on iTunes is something that helps us more than you realize. And more importantly, it helps others like you find us. So if you've not taken the time to rate this podcast, please go over to iTunes and do that for us now. It will only take a couple of minutes out of your busy schedule. Work harder on yourself than you do on your business, and we will be back next week with another inspiring success story, wisdom of the ages training, or answers to your questions.